0: Welcome
1: to so another episode of Proof Beyond Reason,
0: episode number twenty six.
2: Twenty six. This is good.
0: So J Mo is back. He's yeah. back for another round. He. So
2: we're going. We're officially going with that title, right? J-Mo? J- it's J Mo. It <laughs> it I mean, be, at
0: this point, it has to be J Mo. Yeah. Um. Shout out to geology. I don't have a shout out of the week. Uh, what I'm trying to do is create uh, an avenue to shout people out every week. So people who mm-hmm. are doing something in in the community, people who are serving the Lord, whatever. Uh, that comes to mind. Uh, I could give a shout out to my sister. She just started doing, um, it's like that jewelry line called paparazzi.
1: No, i never, never heard of it.
0: Yeah. yeah, so it's basically, it's like, you know, how Mary Kay and all these other companies, they sell mm-hmm. product and they do parties and people buy it or whatever. Well, she started doing that. Um, so shout out to my sister, I guess, uh, really? who's doing that. Paparazzi making jewelry. Moves. Making moves. Making moves. Yeah. Um, so so wishing her well there. So we'll put a link in the in our thing, and maybe she'll get more traffic. That'll be cool.
1: Um,
0: today's topic: we are talking about peace. And last week we talked about chaos, and I think it went rather well. I think um, some of the some of the the things that kind of came out of it were um, a little bit all over the place. It's kind of chaotic. It was funny because like the week of chaos, the setup was chaos. Um, <laughs> I had stuff in my job that went. Haywire, um, and me and my wife were talking about it, and we were just like, so many things were going on that day, uh, and then now peace, things were trying to disrupt our peace, uh, my peace today, anyway, and so uh, so we'll dive into what does it mean, what does peace mean according to scripture, uh, what does me- peace mean to us, you know, whatever uh, we think it is, so um, so diving right into it, um, peace, gee.
1: Peace, uh, it can come in very different facets. Like you explained, uh, you have your inner peace. You have peace with another person, peace with man. You have peace with God. But essentially, you have peace. Um, I have some definition, tranquility, harmony, or security. Sometimes it can also mean prosperity as well as well-being.
0: I had to turn your gain up because you were a little low there. Low? Oh, snap. There you go. Okay. All right. Sound a little better. Very good. Um, yeah. So... In the, in the 70s, 60s, 70s, they, that was the big thing, right? Yep. The peace movement. Mm. But the peace that they were talking about was like a freedom
2: mm-hmm.
0: that you kind of have where there's no war because was, it was wartime. It was the Vietnam mm-hmm. War. And, and, and so there were so many things going on. There were just so many things going on. And I think it was appropriate to call for a, a status of peace because you had the Civil Rights Movement. You had the war in Vietnam. You had... The war in Vietnam, no. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking it, but you said <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> when I was in Nam. Yeah. No, um, so you you had a lot of things that were going on that were calling for there to be tranquility.
1: Not only that, uh, also people followed Gandhi's teachings, and they were all pacifists, mostly. They were like, oh, yeah, we have to be peaceful, not only to ourselves, but to others yeah. around us.
2: So it's crazy because like everybody's following Gandhi uh and they have this this image of what peace is mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like a pacifist. Mm-hmm. It's a person that doesn't get angry. Right. It like one by based on the definition, it's a tranquility, mm-hmm. free from war. Mm-hmm. But Jesus kind of rips it up. Right.
0: Yeah. Jesus, he comes and He's like uh actually in Matthew, Matthew. um 10, I think it was Matthew 10 so. 34 he says I did not come to bring peace but a sword
2: which is crazy to me because he's also called the prince of peace he's
0: the yeah. a so here so. it says uh so really the 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 sword that he's bringing is the sword of truth is the word mm-hmm. of God and in Hebrews 4 12 it says for the word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart so when he came and he's speaking to the pharisees sadducees those who uh were were enforcers of the of the religious law creators of the religious law and everything they they were very obedient to the letter of the law but he was addressing the heart so in in addressing the heart and the atten- intentions he created turmoil. It was going to be natural turmoil that he's creating because he's talking about what your thought life is, mm-hmm. what what your intentions are in giving that offering, um, and so it was. He was immediately creating a, a situation for himself where people were going to rise up against them, and so the religious created affiliations within themselves to have security that they were good. Mm-hmm. We're good people, and Jesus challenged that to say. You're you may be visibly good, but where's your heart? You're giving all this money, but the one who gave of her last, mm. her heart is different than what your heart is. You're giving of your abundance, she's mm-hmm. giving out of sacrifice. And so it naturally caused divisions. And within that verse, where where Jesus says, I did not come to bring peace but a sword, he's saying the enemies will be those of his own household. Mm. You'll have
1: father turning against father
0: you know. against son, or son against. You know, you'll have this strife in your household because your household cannot agree. When you come to Christ, there's going to be this automatic conviction among the people that are closest to you. Where even Jesus experienced it. And Jesus said, a prophet's not received in his own hometown. Because they know him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They know his faults. They know when he's messed up. And so it's very difficult for them to accept him as a prophet. It's difficult for people to accept us as believers, particularly of those who changed our diapers, when we're saying, you know, man, the Bible says repent and believe, but we're so close and so clinging on our sin that we don't want to give that up.
2: Yeah, specifically, like if they saw you grow up and they saw you blow mm-hmm. up at that one time or they saw you before you were even a Christian, they still have that remember, like they remember that version of you, mm-hmm. even though you're completely...
0: You're a different person.
1: You're a different person. But I mean, I forgot who said this quote, but they said, true peace does not come by... Complete uh, pacifism—it comes by complete revolution, and people automatically assume revolution is you have wars. But revolution, in the sense,
2: it's just true change, and mm. that's what Jesus was bringing into the table. Mm. It's kind of like Martin Luther King, right? He brought revolution, but with the uh, message of nonviolence. Yep. Because uh, you, you know, every, throughout clearly violence wasn't working. You know, and the Bible mm. it describes like a slow answer turns like rebuke, like. Mm a slow soft answer mm-hmm. turns someone that's uh angry at you I remember when I was younger I, I actually um read that and then the next day I had this boss who um had an anger problem right and so he started yelling at me I was about 20 years old you know working at a hotel and he started yelling at me, where's that where's this table? You know, where's all this thing? Oh, this is
0: when you were doing the the event. Yeah. The yeah, event setup, yeah.
2: yeah well, it used to be a banquet uh setup. Yeah. So I used to set up for like weddings, different things like that. So he's like, Where's this table? And he starts yelling at me. And and I remember reading that the, the day before and God gave me that grace. And and I was just like, Oh, I'm gonna put this into practice, see if it works. <laughs> no, I literally remember that. I remember me thinking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the word of God to test and see if that actually will do you know and so he's he's over here yelling and like and i go no no problem like i'll go ahead and i'll I'll get that right away everything anything you want and i could see his whole demeanor just completely change and i was like yo i was like the word of god is amazing like Mm -hmm. it's crazy (laughs) that's tight yeah
0: that's dope um in the so god god has many names in scripture yeah And so God is known as the God of peace or Yahweh Shalom. Mm -hmm. So I was doing research on Shalom. Shalom means peace in Hebrew. Yeah. So Shalom is peace in Hebrew. But um, according to the Fellowship of Israel-related Ministries, it says Shalom means an inward sense of completeness or wholeness and tranquility. This is the assurance that only God can give, even during times of war. Mm. So the example they give is that when Israel's going to the promised land, God tells Aaron to bless Israel with shalom. They're going to they're going to fight. They're going to war. And God, in, in this confident stance, is telling his people, go with shalom. Um, it's like a state of rest. It's almost like a detachment of the the chaos that you're going to face. It's um it's like directly related to you understanding who's in control of whatever scenario you're going into. Um, and in a lot of countries around the world, they still use that term. They'll say peace be upon you like maybe other religions yep. even, but they'll do it from a cultural standpoint mm. to say peace be upon you. Um, and and I think that's so interesting because the tranquility the wholeness, the completeness. There's almost this non-pursuit of identity. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know whose you are. You know where you belong. You know who's in control. So it's not a, it's not like a carelessness because they're going to war. So they're sharpening their instruments. They're, what, you know, what do you do to prep for war, right? You're getting, you're probably stretching, you're working out, you're, you're strategizing, you're figuring it out, but you're at peace, this confidence. But you're, you're whole. You're complete. There's tranquility. You're resting mm. in the reality that the God of all creation, the one who spoke the world into existence, is in control. No worries. Should this war, should this battle, should the present chaos not go in my favor? It's okay. He's in control. I'll be fine. Like... For us in, in, in our idolatry world that we live in, we need security. Mm-hmm. We have, well, what What do we got? We got home insurance, renter's insurance, we got car insurance, we got medical insurance, we got, you have to buy separate flood insurance, you got all this insurance to make yeah. sure.
2: You can actually insure a body part, that's how crazy. Right, if you got true. you got a nice
0: butt, you know what I'm saying? Insure your butt, <laughs> insure your legs, yeah. insure your hair, I guess, I don't know g's hair john's hair not my hair i, I have no more hair, hair like everyone's
2: gone, so i have to pay a
0: premium, here's, here's a premium. It's, it's receding right now, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> next year let's see next year right g still got a little time it's a but, pre-existing <laughs> it's a pre-existing condition <laughs> that they will not ensure yeah. um you know but the, there's a there's true peace which is that yeah then there's a false sense of peace which i just mentioned
2: yeah I wanted to kind of touch it's funny because in the Bible you're describing like for they they, these people are these Israelite people are trusting God at this moment but they're not free from the fear of it that's why God always says you know take courage for I'm with you so they're not free from it see like I think each people each culture tries to gravitate what peace is I, when you were saying that I could think of stoism like with the Greeks mm-hmm. and you I think and that
0: movement is huge right now really? they, you, they what oh. they have the book they have books out there um we
1: were actually gonna do an episode on that
0: we were yeah, yeah um they have books out there I think there's one book um it's like the art of not giving a you know whatever mm-hmm. and yeah. and the, that's all based on the Greeks yeah, yeah. so
2: it's kind of like you you attain mastery over yourself when you don't care or when you 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 are void of emotion Mm. so it's kind of like their form of getting internal peace is to not care about anything or to not even allow themselves to care about it in the biblical standpoint we see that these people these israelite people are still in the midst of they still fear is very real Mm. but god is saying i am your peace. i'm with you so the difference is We're not abandoning the emotions, you know. We're not we're not shoving it on the rug and saying, "Hey, it's peace" or a false sense of peace. God provides peace in the midst of a circumstance.
0: Mm. And the the whole art of not caring. We're, when you're dealing with people, and and particularly when we when and I like to use business analogies because that's kind of where my my forte is right now in my life is you have to care about your people if not you can't be a good manager mm-hmm. you can't lead people if you don't care about them you can tell them what to do but unless they know you care it's it's irrelevant right so I think if if the caring part is circumstantial so this circumstance is causing me and now I think some of the movement is saying well don't care whether you fail or you, or you succeed um, it's it's true in a sense, but it's easier said than done based on your financial situation. Right. So the people who are at the top that are talking about, you know what, if you fail, it's okay to fail. Yeah, but it could also cost you your mortgage. Mm-hmm. So the person has to have a disconnect from that type of security. Yeah, to but- say, I'm okay to lose my home. And I think from a from a from a biblical not clinging to this world, idle free mentality. Yeah. You know, if I lose home, if I lose car, if I lose job, it, it doesn't define me and it doesn't govern my life. It's going to be tough to live, to practically live because your credit's ruined and, 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 and whatever other consequence may occur, but it it shouldn't draw you away from your relationship with God. It shouldn't create your identity. So in that instance, I can see where, you know, but yeah, it's a false sense of of security in that regard.
1: I mean, yeah. in my case, um, I'm a manager at a store, for those of you who do not know, um, Mike and John know, but um, usually I'm always clear-headed in certain things. Um, a lot of people ask me, how do I get to that point? How am I able to direct people when there's a, like a bunch of stress during Christmas or in different right. holidays? but it's usually been to that point where i've seen or i've been to a place where i've had nothing before Mm. for those of you don't know or you can check back at the episodes previously before the cults when i talk about my past i was homeless for a time so i'm used to knowing what it's like to have nothing so now it's gotten to the point where i am at peace because i know who i am in god i know how god sees me so how i envision it or how i speak to people is based on that who God sees in me, mm-hmm. as well as who I am in God. Apart from that, it's just like I would always be wondering what's going on or I'll follow strictly to what the higher people in my company continuously tell me like, oh, mm-hmm. you have to follow this, this certain set or um, you have to do or direct in a certain manner. And yet mm-hmm. I've noticed that just by being how I am, I make things work or the company actually progresses or the store progresses as it's supposed to be because mm-hmm. I'm clear headed.
0: Being broke made me rich. Right, you know that song, Lecrae. Shout out to Lecrae. Being broke made me rich. That's how it goes.
2: It's crazy to me because most people, um in similar circumstances to the circumstances that you used to be, who are currently homeless, uh, would say, "I have no peace." Right. Yep. So, as a Christian, as a believer, our peace is found in God, not the circumstance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. A person that goes through a similar situation as you might say the opposite. My peace lies when I have wealth, yep. but we know <laughs> more money, more problems, right? I mean, That's the reality. I
1: mean, have I, I see? Uh, I mean, how I saw it as well was that even though my life was chaotic during that time, it made me a harder worker because I had noticed that then it was like my true sense of peace was not what I can gain, but what I know I can accomplish that I don't want to really be in that level anymore.
0: Yeah. um, You know, it's, it's, I think the world kind of puts us in a place where we, we find satisfaction and euphoria in, in created things, you know, Mm -hmm. like status, job, being able to give direction, leadership, whatever it is. And, and that's kind of been, you know, the mode you, you, the The whole thing now is like, don't work for others. Mm-hmm. Start your own company. Entrepreneurs. Yeah, you have to be entrepreneur. Now not, you're movement. worthless. You know, you work in a cubicle. You sit in a desk all day and, you know what I mean? Like, like so we we, we, we demean people and I was listening to this podcast. Oh man, the dude was killing it. Uh, I'm not going to mention the podcast, <laughs> but he was talking, you probably know about it. Um, I'll send you the link, send both of y'all the link. Uh, the guy was talking about, he was talking about psychology research about, about stress and anxiety.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I, I know who you're talking okay, about. Okay,
0: yeah. I, so, uh, so it was dope because the guy was saying, and he's non-Christian. He was talking about how people have, many in many cases, in, in like you know, whatever percentage of cases, is, the, is this dissatisfaction with your work situation. Mm-hmm or dissatisfaction with your current circumstance. So there's a lack of peace. And some of it comes from your past, or so whether you were abused and so forth. But in, in some cases, you just don't feel like you have a defined path of success. So mm. there's this overwhelming amount of of what success looks like or you find pleasure in this, yet you're doing something that you really don't like in order to pay for things that you've acquired. So you become a slave. Mm-hmm. Essentially what he's saying is, We had idols, we became slave to idols, now we do things that we hate because we need to pay for things that now we own that have caused us enslavement. And hence has led into this progression of anxiety and stress and depression. And the thing that the doctors give us is medication for that, Mm -hmm. rather than us doing several things, analyzing our life, finding where peace is in our life, so what what will trigger peace, and then also finding ways to change your circumstance. So he was interviewing some dude, and he was like, what, what what would make you happy? What would release, you know, whatever? And the guy was like, I love fishing. That's all I do. That's every time I'm out of work, that's all I'm doing is fishing. He said, I went on this trip in Florida, and in Florida, they I could easily find work as a fisherman. I'll earn less money than I'm earning now, and I'll probably be happier. So the question was, why don't you just do that? And he didn't. He didn't find the confidence to do that. Oof. He just couldn't find the courage enough to do that. He was so enslaved and entrapped to his, 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 his specific circumstance that he felt it was much beyond his control to do that. So in some cases, you, we are. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a child. You have a mortgage. You have. Uh, car payments there's things that we chose to get into car payments and mortgage and then the child is a result of choices so there's many choices that we've made that have put us in a position of enslavement now we have to determine we have to make another series of choices to get out of that what we believe is enslavement and make certain sacrifices in order for us to feel fulfilled so it's a lack of fulfillment ultimately he i mean it's like a 3 hour discussion mm-hmm. i just summed up a 3 hour discussion in 2 minutes Um, and I think that's kind of where it is. It's where, you know, we, if we can really grasp the temporary nature of the things that we see, that we feel, that we own, that we really take scripture seriously. And we say, Mm -hmm. everything is temporary. Like literally life is temporary. It's fleeting. It's like a, a vapor. It's grass that is withering away. It's a flower that's fading. If we really believe that, then we can really become more heavenly minded.
2: Yeah, I think you have to constantly remind yourself those things, because a lot of times the Bible, you know, it's it describes to whatever is pure, whatever is lovely mm-hmm. to continually dwell over those things. Mm-hmm. But why, you know, because we have a tendency to get caught up in those things. So like you were saying about the definition of kind of like what success is in the example that you gave with mm-hmm. the fisherman, he couldn't. He couldn't say no he actually said no to his dream of being a fisherman and and living a life that he always wanted to because he he his idea of success was money or his idea of success potentially potentially it it wasn't the dream you know it wasn't his true dream you know what i mean so i think peace um always has to be see as a as a human we always have to kind of fill that void right and so like whether it's um, a lack of peace because I know I'm supposed to do something and I don't do it. You know, like I know I'm supposed to work out, I uh, don't work out. Now I feel bad. Now <laughs> it's a continual thing. Now I just want to eat because I feel bad. That it's a cycle. Right. You know, or even if on a morality basis. Um, that, yeah. Yeah. You know god gives us a standard and i didn't meet it oh man here comes the depression how could i be you know god gives us the grace he gives us mercy he gives us all these things and and it's a continual renewing of the mind mm-hmm. that when you realize it like you we were saying about it is temporal you know
0: but even in the example of the fisherman yeah he goes let's say he quits his job goes fisherman there's going to be other circumstances mm-hmm. which disrupt the peace so I remember uh, there was a sermon by Mark Driscoll where he was like talking specifically about hell. And he said people create circumstances for themselves in their mind and they say this is hell. So for them and for us, even at this table, hell or restlessness, let's, put, let's call it that, is not driving this car. Hell is driving a car with no AC to work every day. By the way, I drove uh, car noise for two years. It was difficult. It was difficult, right? Um, You know, hell is being single. Hell is, um, you know, not getting that promotion. Hell is not uh, being able to live the dream that I see other people living. I can't do that because I'm committed to other things. Um, He goes on to mentioning a whole bunch of things. You know, hell is not having children. Hell is this, hell is that. And then he said, then people say, then Then what is my heaven? Heaven is buying that BMW. Heaven is having, being able to have a child. Heaven is, so if I could just reach out and grab that thing, grab the pet, grab that functional savior that will save me from my hell, then I will be in heaven. And when he says that, he's like, and we're insane to think that way because pretty soon, that heaven becomes hell.
2: Mm-hmm. Again.
0: Again. Then you're in this place of hell. Why is my... So the hell was not having a child. Now heaven is having a child. Then hell is my child is not behaving the way I want them to. Hell is my child is not getting the grades they, they, I want them to get in school. Hell is that my child is not athletic enough. There's all these things, you know, now heaven would be if I could have a child that's more obedient. Heaven would be if my child was taller. Heaven would be if heaven would be, heaven would be, heaven would be. I think there is no.
2: Yeah, it's like uh, eternal peace here. If I could only get, you fill in the blank, and then whatever you fill in the blank, it continues get, it continues. If I can only get a house, you got the house. If I can only just get some nice furniture, you got the furniture. If I can only get, and it just continues in this cycle where there's you're still trying to obtain peace through items or different things like that. That's just one of the many things. It could be morality. You're trying to obtain peace on that end. You're trying to obtain peace in in uh, you know, with a better job. There's always striving for something. There has to be a point where we we have to lean on some type of standard or something like that need
1: something i mean you said it earlier you said that we're trying to fill the void but i forgot who caught if it was ravi zechariah but he said that probably uh, (laughs) he said that we all have a god-shaped hole in our hearts and that's the main thing that always strikes people they always want this uh i have a actually i'm gonna read through uh eight steps of what um new age like uh new age what they put uh what to attained peace so number one they have know your ideal self you list the good qualities all that you want to have like you'd be qu- uh, kinder quieter things like that mm-hmm. second one do the next right thing but then that can be sketchy because then what you consider is the next right wow. thing like mm-hmm. you were talking about what's morality
0: what is it? yeah
1: and then you have three let go of perfectionism which cool. is making sure that everything is perfect and then four make amends immediately Five, practice patience. Six, let your head and heart support you. But then that comes to question as well is what's really set into your heart. Mm. You have seven, think long term. And then eight, validate yourself.
0: Where did that come from, that list?
1: That came from a new age site that gives motivational called tinybuddha.com.
2: It's crazy because the... uh, So the
0: step, I mean, not to interrupt. The steps are interesting because these are the eight... These are the eight steps to experience peace. Yeah. Okay. How do I do this? Like, honestly, because mm-hmm. then you have the eight steps. All right. I'm doing one through seven. Uh. Okay. I'm getting through eight, And now at some point, there's going to be a disruption in that list. Mm-hmm. I think Does that's that why
2: in there was one of the steps was eliminate perfection. So it, because yeah. the standard is gone. So now, okay, I can mess up. I didn't obtain my goals. But if you could read the first one and the last one. Know your ideal
1: self. What's and the last And then one? the last one is validate yourself. Oh,
2: that's kind of a lot of self up in that piece. Oh, what so, you
1: <laughs>
0: so what happens to your relationship, those around you? So you know yourself. And let's say, so this is where the, the weird compromise comes in. Because as a married man, having been in a relationship for 13 years, 14 this is the 14th year dang 14 years what in the world dang son anyway it's not a bad thing i'm not saying that's a bad thing but applause (laughs) i mean wow like yeah i'm still young by the way you know but anyway so 14 years in a relationship i can know me well i have to let go of me on many occasions because i'm it's not only me now it's another Mm -hmm. and now another with my daughter I have to let go of my selfish ambitions. I have to let go of my time, the things I want to do, validating myself in many circumstances in order for us to operate as a cohesive. So now that takes on, that's a different list. I have to implement a different list and then a different list and then another list because there's going to be another list for work. Mm -hmm. How to be a manager, 12 steps to be a great manager, 12 steps to be a good parent, four steps, 10 steps to be a great, 50 steps to be a good husband. And then now this is about my, this is about me. So suddenly,
2: I just have a list of about 100 things I got to do. That's exhausting. Whenever I read something, I'm like, okay, can I trust this source, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to assume the person that just wrote those eight steps has obtained the level of enlightenment of peace, right? For me, I'd rather choose the guy that's named the Prince of Peace. To, you know what I mean? True. Like the definition. I don't even know if this person's in depression. Mm-hmm. He's writing that. You know what I mean? Like the eight steps to get a better life. Yet the reason you're writing is to obtain money. Right? Like it's like these YouTube things. Have you Have you guys ever seen? Like you're watching a video on YouTube and there's this guy who's like. Um, doing like a selfie, and he has like a Lamborghini in the background. He's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, oh yeah, if you guys T- just want to talk Ty to Ty Lopez, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "If you guys just want to talk to me, oh yeah, by the way, that's my new Lambo. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. he's know, like, "I got all these books, I got a
0: Lambo, I'm in a mansion." Yeah,
2: you know, to me, I see that I'm like, dude, this guy is so garbage, but <laughs> he's selling, he's selling the idea of got it. peace. I've obtained it. I'm so happy. Let me teach you. I don't know if that Ferrari in the garage, I don't even know if that's his house. I don't if he know. It. sure. If he rented it. But we see that as, wow, I, if I can only, right?
0: <laughs> and those things are coming out all the time. I laugh because that's yeah. what we see all. The, it's like a different dude. It's not even the guy I mentioned. Yeah. It's like a whole bunch of other dudes that'll just be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm at the beach now. This is my uh, New York house. I don't know that. You can be an Airbnb.
1: But that's why we say um we we talked about it earlier before in the other previous episodes where social media is just a highlight of what you want others to see oh it's not really the necessarily the truth
2: yeah, right the, yeah the people are getting more depressed mm-hmm. with social media because now they're keeping up with the joneses now they're saying okay i didn't go to that restaurant or it's sad to see that you're sitting in a restaurant and everybody's on their phone and they're taking pictures up yeah, there portraying what the life is but what was the last time you just put, sit down with somebody and had and say, life with people and just been like yo how are you you know that's like
1: a rule i have always um like i've been going out recently on a date and um that's like my rule phone, yeah boy get phone, on the date phone has to be literally across the table
0: It's good keep yeah. that seriously keep that important super important if you're not doing it do it. Snatch that <laughs> phone. Be like, get off Twitter. Get off and Facebook. She gets off. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Immediately. We've been. We did it for a long time, and yeah. then we we've become guilty of of reverting back. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think, I think it's it's apparent now
2: in 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 our
0: interactions how much yeah. this thing. And affects. it's not yes.
2: just that. I've been. Um, I'm kind of late, but I've been watching the show Lost. <laughs> you know i've like, never
0: watched it so okay so i'm, I, I'm
2: like uh, addicted to the show now but like now i'm seeing the social dynamic so i have to kind of always reevaluate myself mm-hmm. like am i mm-hmm. watching this show too much that i haven't even talked to my wife you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i'm like okay we ain't watching this no more we ain't watching this tonight let's just talk let's just you know mm. and it, at first it's like a little awkward but then after a while it's like the happiness the joy that i see from her i'm like wow like this lost show, it's very Trash. good I'm addicted to it, yeah. but you know, um at the same time, like wow, what is it at the expense of what? Right. You know,
0: right. You mentioned earlier Jesus the Prince of Peace. Yep. And scripture talks about for all things were made by, mm-hmm. for, and through. So uh it's in him that we are created, like we're created for him. We're created by him. Um, if anyone's going to teach us about peace, it's going to be the one who cares the most about us. It's going to be the one who sits at the right hand of God. It's the one who is being worshipped right now. That's the one who's going to teach us, ultimately. And our world today, you said it, you nailed it. Um, we have a lot of propaganda that gives us false hope and a false sense of peace. In Obadiah 1, it talks about that deceitful men speak words of peace while secretly planning evil.
2: Oof. Sounds like that video um with the Lamborghini and <laughs> stuff. They secretly, I don't know him. I don't know him yeah. from
0: Adam. I don't know these dudes. You mean you have it in, in some workplaces, you know, you have your manager that'll smile and everything's where and man, they're plotting behind your back mm-hmm. to get rid of you.
2: Yeah, I see that. They want to
0: replace you. Um, you know, scripture talks about the antichrist. You know, where, where it's bringing false sense of peace. You were mentioning that after our, la- when we recorded last time, kind of bring us up to speed a little bit on like um, Revelation talks about um, the Antichrist and the false sense of peace and all that. So we kind of see that now. You were mentioning that last time. Yes. Week.
1: Uh, so part of the New World plan or New World Order plan is to bring a false sense of peace in the sense where you have all these wars going on. So what they try to do is they try to have this unity. But within this unity, it's all talk about peace, saying that we can come together. um, We're going to have we see this grand disaster about to happen to us. So let's just all come together. And then once that's implemented, they would automatically just start pushing in agendas, pushing in religion, pushing in beliefs. And whatever it is that's contrary to that would just easily just be removed. So it's going to be like. They promise you a, a false sense where you can attain or be a higher level of yourself. I talked about it earlier. The, the I, I keep forgetting. I was about to say James Cameron, Kurt Cameron, I mean, Kurt, Kurt Cameron. Cameron. He had it in the movie. They <laughs> depicted it actually pretty good, even though it was like a, a B movie. But he had it where these people had like these psychic powers. They had these dream cars. They had these dream houses. They were doing these amazing things. Had the jobs they wanted, and then. In the, the vision that the guy saw that he became a follower of Satan, he said, oh, you're challenging my my next level or mm. you're challenging my consciousness, my peace. And literally, he tro- tried to kill Kirk Cameron at that one scene because he's mm. like, oh, Christianity is going completely against what I mm. want to attain. Mm. i never seen the movie. I mean neither. Yeah, well, it's called... called uh, rapture 1, 2, and 3. It is was, it called uh, Rapture? It's called Rapture.
2: Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. Left Behind? Is Left Behind left series. Left Behind's another one, but Rapture. Oh, didn't know he one. had yeah. another one. Oh. Dang,
0: how many? He <laughs> 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 <just like> has a couple. <laughs> He's just creating new. Brain. Yeah, 12, <laughs> 12 series left of he behind, Left Behind, I
1: believe. Um, was the one where he was uh,
2: pilot, a pilot. No, no, a journalist. And his yeah. friend was a uh,
1: yeah. Mm. Wow.
0: I never seen them. I don't have an interest to watch it.
2: <laughs> I feel like those <laughs> movies are kind of dated. Like you, I want to like see it with modern. <laughs> see, technology. I want to see it with like Denzel yeah. or something. Like <laughs> I gotta, he's Booking blind. <laughs> <laughs> he's blind
0: using a sword. Book <laughs> wow, of Eli. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and and so like that that plot of and and we kind of mentioned it last time where there's that plot of divisions. Hmm. There's a seeming environment of uh we're just being exposed to all these things and and the leader that almost seems like he's doing things on
2: purpose right yeah, it's almost but, a yeah. blatantly but it's kind of like to the bible verse you just said to that usher in this but new it's thing. on purpose so it's to the illusion of peace only with a alterative motive it's almost it's almost
0: like the the movement of um like the tolerance it's this false sense of of peace this false sense of security this false sense of hey it's okay you know we can all sing kumbaya and hold hands and then you start to compromise your theological standpoint you know or, or stance and you're like yeah you know what you're right yeah this is and it's good to reevaluate it's always good to reevaluate always good to make sure
1: so i have a passage here that someone wrote talking about like, this is from the cult's point of view um that they were studying they're christians but he puts a uh, world peace movement is driven by a hidden agenda so what is the hidden agenda behind the world peace movement the destruction of christianity and the formation of a universal new age antichrist religion christianity is progressively being subverted by the freemason secular humanists proponents of a one world religion the roman catholic church but even the megachurches are are in on the act I believe the mega church phenomenon we see in society today is in fact the real Trojan horse within Christianity. It preaches a broad road brand of Christianity that applauds the love of self and the love of money. Secular humanism is at the heart of this false religion that has a form of godliness but denies the power thereof.
0: This is from an occult.
1: Yes, researching about the occult. Got it.
0: Book of Timothy talks about. Um you know, denying the power of God. You know, they, they have this appearance, a religious appearance, yet they would deny the power of God that's, trans, that's transformative. Um, and, you know, I think when we, when we like really think about the church's role in society and we think about the impact or lack thereof impact I think it really has to do with where our heart is rooted and where our pursuits are. Like, what, at, to what, what are we pursuing? Why are we restless? Why, do, why are pastors depressed in the first place?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Paul never talked about being depressed. He was in jail. He was beaten mm-hmm. by himself. One pillow. One jail cell. Like,
1: And A.W. Tozer was like one of the biggest... He was depressed. He suffered from depression.
0: Suffered from depression. Like, it's almost this notion, like, as our world gets more complicated, even though it's supposed to be more simple, it becomes more complicated. And we get, I think, more, I don't know, we just get more caught up in in the today.
1: I think Paul Washer talked about it briefly, where uh, he was talking about someone that approached him. And he says, why aren't you doing this ministry or that ministry? And then he's just like, I just want to be in Christ. Yeah, like, he was like, when, uh, when
0: do when do I time find to go? <laughs> yeah. Or when do I find time to go fishing? fishing. And yeah. then the guy, according to the story, he looks at him. He's like, You're the most ungodly man I've ever met. <laughs> 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 and he's like, Because he's he's that, you know, the mm-hmm. pursuit of peace. Like, All right, I, I'm obedient to God. If God wants me to do something, I'll do it. If God wants me to get beaten and stoned to death, mm-hmm. let's do it.
1: Because the security is like in Christ. Yeah.
0: Is not in doing all these programs. Mm-hmm. It's not maintaining a certain population. It's not um, thriving off of financial gain. It's not. Uh, there's none of that. You know. It's. It's. And, and I'm not saying it's. It's easy, right? I had never been in that position, so I can't say it's easy. But I can see where the accumulation of non-essentials can get us to that place where we're just right. So if we accumulate non-essentials, we get to this place of no rest self-reliance depression whatever it is but then if we if we can build up on just essentials i can see where some depression can come in if you look at the book of isaiah where the question posed to god from isaiah was you know where god's like you're gonna preach to this desolate land and you're gonna do this and, you're gonna do that, and no one's gonna respond to your call and then isaiah is like okay so until when when do i do that he's like until i make the land completely desolate that's the point so you're gonna go preach no one's gonna respond you can do it till as long as i say so imagine going into a situation where you are not successful like you're told from the beginning you're not going to be what you deem successful i'm deeming that you're preaching judgment upon the people that's successful i'm saying you're being successful and nobody responding but you being obedient to me and speaking
2: that like blows your definition of what success is it's like this um illustration that i heard it kind of goes with that it's like this guy who was told by God to push a tree and the tree every single day he'll wake up he'll he'll wake up and he'll try to push a tree and no progress and at the end of his life he ends up dying and he goes and meets with God and he's like God why why did you tell me to push this tree I was completely unsuccessful he's like you were completely successful Mm -hmm. because you did what I wanted you to do Mm -hmm. so it's like it it blows your mind of what success is Mm. like we think results we think but a lot of times what you think makes results is has no result and the thing that you think had no absolutely no result has the most result it's kind of like when you evangelize to somebody and you say man i messed up but like i know it had no effect on the person and then you don't you realize a couple years later um that message that, that message them. is even speaking on kirk cameron i i saw he has this show called the way of the master right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i saw one of uh like a recap of later right so in one of the episodes kirk cameron it uh, kirk cameron himself Goes in in um, South Central, it was like uh, this beach, right? I'm not familiar too much with L.A., but it was like the, the Venice Beach, I guess. And he speaks to some vatos, like straight <laughs> yeah. up, Mexicanos, like, you could just tell. <laughs> one button up yo, here, one here button, everything like, over. Like, oh, OGs, too, yo, they were like 45. Chilling, converse. Guy had no shirt, like tattoo all, o- all over the place. And in the video, he's describing to one of his buddies right about oh not one of his buddies describing one to one of the guys you know the gospel and one of the guy's buddies is like that's not true he was really disruptive to the point where Kirk Cameron was like oh let me like let me get that that guy was completely disruptive so he goes away he's like man that was like not successful and so he comes back uh later years later one of kirk cameron's guy in the way the messy he says whoa this guy looks kind of familiar and so he he goes back in the footage and he realizes it's the guy not the guy that he, that kirk cameron preached to, to the guy the who guy. interrupted the, ah. the guy who interrupted and it was it was like that and then when they interviewed him he goes yes that was me he says the moment that you left i i was completely rocked and i gave my life he was out there with the bible that's how they met him and he was preaching the gospel.
1: <laughs> no, but it's like um, a testimony of my friend. Uh, I don't know if Mike remembers him. I brought him to um, the youth group one day. But he would occasionally tell me that I, he, I was always happy. I always seemed at peace during high school. And then he's like, oh, I want to actually experience that. So he went, and um, one of our friends, she was giving her testimony, uh, uh, Marielis. She was giving her testimony. And then her testimony was not like, like like nothing like we've had, like extreme. But yet her one testimony touched him so much and he converted that same day. That's the craziness. Like we least expect it. Oh, yeah. And you never know,
0: right? Yeah, we, we sometimes we think I gotta be locked up and sold drugs mm-hmm. and half dead and all that, you know, to 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 reach. Um but to kind of go back to the the false sense of do you think Satan gives you a false sense of
1: peace? Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. Um, usually for um, when you study magic, the first thing they tell you or when you get involved into a, a higher level, this is like in the cults and stuff like that. But when you get involved into a higher level, like how many people put it on YouTube back in the days, like, oh, if you do this, this and that, um, you'll reach another stage. But that's exactly what he does to you. He'll promise you a thousand things that you contain. A lot of people don't know this, but me and John were talking about this last time. Solomon. He was given all the wisdom, but what did he do? He chased after other gods and he gained everything. Like he gained so much knowledge and a lot of people in the, I would say in the Christian spectrum of theology, they don't know, or they don't really touch upon the things that Solomon taught or the things that Solomon learned. But that's why you have the the library of Alexandria with like a tons of books and you can go through occult researches and you see just Solomon's name written on everything. He'll give you that false sense of peace. He'll give you power. Like, he even told Jesus that he would give him all the nations of the world, everything that you can see. He was testing Jesus himself, God himself. And yet, he's still going to fall in the end. Yeah,
0: it's like, um, so I wrote down, you know, the comfort, laziness gives us tranquility. And we really believe, man, this must be from God, that I'm just going to not do anything. It's like this feeling of serenity. Um but it's actually the opposite.
1: Distractions, right?
0: Mm. It's a, it's like, it's a, There's a difference between being content. The Bible calls us to be content, and the difference is being content or living in a state of complacency. Those are two different things. And and the the notion that that many people would have that hold to a biblical worldview is that I need to be complacent so I can't dream. I can't have goals. I can't desire to be this or be that. And those things are okay as long as they don't define us, right? As long as they don't become God. As long as they don't, they don't, you know, if they're disrupting our peace, how can we continue? I guess the question is, how can I continue to pursue those things without it destroying my peace? How do I keep myself aligned with God? And if that's going to be the cause of me having a disowned relationship with God, then I need to scale back because the most important thing I have in life is my relationship with God. Um, so it's not about being complacent and there's a standstill where I, where I can't do nothing or I just watch Netflix all day and whatever it is, but it's the sense of being content with God. You have given me the, the instruments that I have around me. You've given me my brothers. You've given me the supply of things that I have. You've given me the type of job that I have and I'm content with what you've given me now. I can dream and I can set goals and I can pursue the goals, but it doesn't eliminate my language of gratefulness. Where I'm saying, God, I hate you because you don't give me a house. I hate you because you don't give me kids. I hate you. No, no. I'm content with the circ- the circumstance you have granted me. And this is a blessing to have what I have. I'm going to pursue this, but it doesn't mean I curse you for the things I don't have. Right? It's a whole different mm-hmm. mindset. It's a whole different way of seeing things, you know. Conformity is is in complacency is shallow. The definition is, it's smug and satisfied in one's own accomplishment.
2: Mm. Do whatever you want, but it's something that's so subjective as well. Mm. So, like um, when you're saying contentment, all I can think of the word is joy because the Bible says for us to have like joy but joy goes beyond your circumstances just like um you know peace goes beyond the circumstances we're called to be um depend on the prince of peace right Mm -hmm. so the same thing with joy contentment is based on your your circumstances I'm, I'm happy one moment because I went to Disney World the next day I have to pay the credit card bill and I'm not that happy you know what I mean? Contentment just left me. Joy, in the other sense, is something. Even though, even though I can't pay for that credit card, I know that God ultimately has me, and I maybe God can bless me with wisdom, so I don't have to pay for you. Know? Right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but joy in the midst of certain things. That's why you can see somebody who doesn't make a lot of money, or you can see somebody who. Um, you know is homeless or something like that or or is struggling at the moment but still have that joy because their joy is dependent on someone that's greater not on a circumstance
0: true
2: it's absolutely true
0: um g can you can you look up for uh, colossians 1 verse 13 um uh and we're gonna go 13 through 14. But I'm going to read real quick before you, yeah, as you're looking that up. So in that verse, it's going to talk about how we were hostile to God. Mm-hmm. We were enemies of God because of our sin. So, so sin does cause, does, it, it does destroy the peace that we have. We, we have been given, if we're believers in Christ, we have been given a positional righteousness before God. He has deemed us uh, uh, innocent in light of his law. So we are guilty. We come to him guilty. He deems us innocent. So we have a positional righteousness in God before God. And, and but in that same state, we can e- though we should have peace in that state, we can easily lose our peace because we might be in sin. Like our sin, our, our, our continued pursuit of sin can lead us to have an emotional state of man, you know, like I'm reverting back to this. Um, You know, I'm not happy with my wife. Well, probably because there might be sin in your camp. There's sin going on in that circumstance. So I'm no longer satisfied with my wife potentially because I'm doing activity, extracurricular activities outside that is not morally acceptable in my relationship. Right. Right be pornography talking to another woman whatever suddenly sin has entered in and now there's no peace because I have sin and that's exactly what we need though we need that lack of peace during times when we're in sin we should not be tranquil we should not have this sense of oh you know God got me he's got you positionally but you should feel like you've murdered a man you should have the guilt if the Holy Spirit is operating in us
2: there's two things that happen. The first one is is that that we were confronted by that standard. The second thing happens to create peace is to move that standard mm. and change that standard to whatever we want. That's why I'll go to a church that believes what I want because now I can finally have peace
0: and do my thing
2: and do my thing. So God Jesus did not come to for peace. He came to destroy every, like the concepts of what it is anything apart from God is no peace mm, it's kind it. of Ecclesiastes you're talking about Solomon mm-hmm. the the end of the book when he's old he says I did all this stuff and I come to realize light is better than darkness and uh without God you ain't got nothing there's no peace nothing
0: <laughs> yeah read that verse G Colossians 1 through 24.
1: He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together, and he is the head of the body. The church, he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminence. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross.
0: Reconcile all things to himself.
1: And to you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above all reproach before him if indeed you continue in the faith stable and steadfast not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which i paul became a minister now i rejoice in the sufferings for your sake and in my flesh i am filling up what is lacking in christ's afflictions for the sake of his body that is the church so we were enemies of god god yahweh
0: shalom through the prince of peace has granted us peace with himself. We were enemies. He's given us peace. We're no longer his enemies. And even in that, when Paul's saying all this, that you were this, you were that, and now you have this positional righteousness and all this stuff in the midst of that, Paul is saying in verse 24 that he rejoiced in his sufferings. Opposite mindset that you think of when you think peace. I told you the example earlier with that, uh, Israeli, uh, Fellowship or whatever that organization was while they're preparing for war there's peace there's tranquility there's a wholeness I know whose I am Paul while he's suffering understands who he is he has joy because he has a fullness a completeness a tranquility he's resting in who really got him um and this is a man that has peace with God, experiencing full shalom, but is being persecuted for his allegiance with the one who's giving him peace. That is, if that's not insane contrast.
1: And he still wrestled with himself, with his flesh from time to time. Physically, yeah,
0: him. going through warfare. Yeah, wrestling with sin, wrestling with, with doubt, maybe on occasions, right? Because he's human, he's not superhuman, but in a state of completeness, wholeness, tranquility, resting in God. And in in verse in that in uh, in Colossians 3:15 it tells us that let the god of peace rule our hearts. That he's the one who's governing us in spite of whatever circumstances we're going through. When we talked about chaos last week, the chaotic circumstances that we're going through in politics and finance in 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 uh international relations in our relationships personally in all the exposure and all the overwhelmingness of media and all this restlessness of not being good enough and working in a cubicle and doing ah, all this restlessness the tranquility that we can experience the way paul did while being persecuted while being beaten with rods while going into prison for the purposes of aligning himself with Jesus still was able to find that peace because God is the one who governs our heart
2: yes that um eternal perspective too like even though his present circumstance wasn't like the world standard of what peace is like he was going through a lot of turmoil or chaos um he still had peace because he knew that this wasn't his home that his home was the kingdom of god which is where, where jesus went so and where jesus is actually preparing for us and so it's kind of like the definition of faith faith is the evidence of things yet not seen so he's extending faith in things that he hasn't quite grasped but his mind is there that's it his spirit is already in heaven so what could you do to my body that's kill it. me do it <laughs> please yeah, right Because better because 70 bit. years later you coming with me yeah but you might not be coming with me if yeah that makes sense it's true he's like please
0: actually do give me that favor because i'll be present with him yeah. but he has a mission for me so if he does that through you he does it through you. if he doesn't he doesn't um but man, just that beauty, that beautiful image that he gives us to 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 have peace in the midst of those trials and that storm and those circumstances. Um,
1: and I mean, a good example of that is when um, like I, I talked about it before, but when Peter was going to the water, like having that trust, that peace of mind, even though there's chaos all around him, he just needed to trust in God and just literally walk upon the water. Have that faith.
0: Having no no artificial, no functional saviors the way we talked about before. It's hard. John Calvin says our heart is an idol factory. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want more about idols, we have in our episode called Idols. We talk about idols like crazy. And that's what we talk about, idolatry and, and, and John Calvin's quotes and all that stuff. Check that out. But easily. False functional saviors rise up all the time, all the time. My looks, my hair,
1: my clothes. That's why we need a new, a new mind and new hearts so when the Holy Spirit comes into us, and we don't hear it talk about it a lot. But what's one of the fruits of the Spirit? It's peace. Mm.
0: Wow, yeah. <sighs> only given to us by God. It can only be given. It's a gift yeah. of God. We 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 try to conjure it up ourselves, just like we try to conjure up salvation we want to earn salvation on our own we can't do it it just it is not possible it is a gift from god even faith is a gift from god you cannot believe in that same verse in in in, in Ephesians it is also even that is a gift from god like you can't yeah, it's
2: crazy cuz god transcends even the definition of peace because the definition of peace is free from turmoil or war so, God did not come to bring peace, right? But he is the Prince of Peace. So, he transcends. Um, e- uh, even with Paul, he's going through circumstances. He's getting beat. He's shipwrecked, nine, whatever. You know, the shipwreck so many times, all these different things that qualify him. Mm. Yet, he has peace. That makes no sense. It doesn't make sense even at all. Even by the definition, the definition is free from turmoil. But yet, his peace is found in the prince of peace that's the difference that's the one this kind of reminds me of um i want to say this um i had a co-worker um maybe like five years ago when i worked at a law firm um and she was not a believer at all um and i remember asking her because she at one point i've never done any drugs like i've never smoked weed never done like that I've, i've drank before but you know i've never done any other like hardcore drug you know and this woman, she's describing to me, she's like, "I've done every single drug," and I was like, "Okay." She was like, "Uh, maybe thirty, thirty-two at the time." I was up maybe about twenty-seven, and um, I I was kind of curious, so I asked her. I was like, "So you've done?" Um, you just start naming drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was, I got <laughs> curious. I was really, and so I was like, "You've done, you know, cocaine?" She's like, "Yeah, I've done cocaine." I was like, "Okay, let me get a little harder." Uh, have you done? You know, and it came to a point where I was like, Have you done heroin? <laughs> heroin hash and, and everything I want. No, no, have you done heroin? And she said, Yes, yeah. I've done heroin. And I was like, at this point I was so curious. I was like, What was heroin like? And dude, I'm she you know what her response was? I know what
0: your response is. Go ahead. Her
2: response was, it's like God's love. <sighs> and so I'm like blown away. Like I'm just like, Oh, okay. And I'm just like blown away because in my mind I'm like you, we, you talked earlier about the counterfeit of the peace. The world pushes, let me fill that void, that God-shaped mm-hmm. void, like Gio said, um, that God-shaped void with things. Let me fill that that God-shaped void with, um, and even if I can't do it, with with things, let me fill it with, with heroin or, or some type of drug that, that puts me at a state where I can obtain. And, and it's the most addicting drug, if you think about it.
0: Well, actually, it's not addictive at all. Oh, so so really? this is, yeah. So um, Psychological or something, right? Yes. So um, I've heard stories from different people, but what, what brings to remembrance is, you remember the movie Bronx Tale?
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, Calogero. See, yeah. he was locked up for like 15 years for burglary. And what he was stealing, he was, uh, he was stealing uh, money because he was addicted to drugs. Yeah, real life. Real that. life. This is real. And and he was he was addicted to heroin. If I if I recall the story correctly, he was addicted to heroin. And if I'm wrong, email me uh, reason at gmail.com. But uh, he was addicted to heroin. What he said was, "It's not addictive at all. What's addicting is that when you first experience it, you basically it's like the love of God. Basically, you get to this place of insane euphoria." The rest of the times you're doing heroin, you're chasing that sensation and you never get it back. Oh. No matter how much you do it, you never get that first sensation. You get it once and now you're addicted, not to the drug. You're addicted to that sensation that you will never feel again.
2: It's like a, a perpetual trying to get peace. Yes.
0: And my, my dad's, my stepdad's brother was addicted to heroin. He said the exact same thing. When I was talking to my dad about the story of Calogero... He looked at me like almost with tears in his eyes. He's like, you know, my brother said the exact same thing, that he was not addicted to the drug. He was addicted to that first sensation, that love that he felt, that, that warmth, that, that euphoria, and he never got it back. You never get it back. In Christ... At, you know, when we have that honeymoon phase mm-hmm. of experiencing Jesus for the first time, when we experienced it, it was like there was no, we didn't, I, for me personally, I didn't sin for like <laughs> a month. Like it was just like this yeah. euphoric, like I'm just connected with the creator of heaven and earth and and I get it and I wanna pray and I intercede and it's just like, oh man, it was go? amazing. Yeah, I just wanna go to India and China <laughs> and I just wanna do amazing works and, uh, you know, go to my backyard, whatever. And then, in, in Paul Walsh's analogy, mm-hmm. he said "Is as if God pulls back a little bit. Like, he gives you that, and, and he pulls back a little bit as if to show you that you can do nothing apart from me. Oof. So you kind of go to this place where you're chasing that feeling again, but it's possible that you never feel that again. You never feel that euphoric feeling that you may have first felt when you came to Christ. Now you're growing in the knowledge and wisdom of God, but that 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 feeling might never be there it's insane, but it's a taste of what you will experience and we continue to chase after that feeling again that feeling again and and it's just so strange how a worldly demonic situation can really mirror what our relationship with God could potentially look like. Some people, they probably experience a euphoric experience every Sunday or whatever their experience is. Or maybe they're chasing that first euphoric experience and they're trying to create again and again and again rather than growing in a relationship with God. And trusting that even when I go through this circumstance, that first feeling of peace and joy and tranquility and fullness, I have it still, even when I'm going through trials. Even when I'm going through certain circumstances, even when I feel like I'm lost and I don't know what direction I'm going in, God, I know you're with me. Bring me back to that. Give me the fruit of the Spirit so I can have the peace, the joy, all the things that the fruit of the Spirit encompasses. We're pursuing that.
2: It's like a, any relationship. You know, like you start off with that honeymoon phase, but the later you you get into it, the more you like the more love you have for that person but it's different it is different and and, you know not to say you don't ever have those moments it's like oh I'm completely blown away by this person it's intermittent though but but it's one of those things where um tell you what let anybody say something to your wife and you go because that's the love that is demonstrated so even though you might be fighting that day in the car Nobody, nobody look at, nobody ever do anything bad to her. (laughs) Right. You know, or, or like even a relationship like, um, you know, that hasn't been good for, for 20, 30 years, you know, it's always going to be there because the, the relationship is, is the, uh, commitment commitment has come in and it's deeper, it's stronger, it's beautiful. Right. You know? Right.
0: Right. Um, and and, so, yeah, so, I mean, just if you're listening and, and you're wrestling through peace, um you're wrestling with depression you're wrestling with issues i mean send us a message email us uh hit us up on facebook uh, instagram talk to us uh, we definitely want to pray for you we want to uh, know your story if you have one if you want to share it uh wherever you're listening if you're if you're you know local if you are uh, in japan we got listeners from japan sweden great britain germany uh, we love you guys uh, continue to to be strong in the faith continue to have that Shalom uh, that only God can give. Um, so so we're signing out. Um, I mean G uh, got the book going on so make sure you uh, you hit us up if you want. Uh, him to send you a link to his book and hopefully soon he's posting it on social media outlets yeah maybe so everybody could buy it that'll be a good idea yeah that'd be a great idea we want we want we want to
2: my blog first but
0: blog let's put it out there let's put it out there uh so just signing out mike the baptist
2: geology jmo love
0: you guys peace no punnies